0: the one principle that must be mastered in order to achieve and sustain success is never really talked about and when it came to polling this audience what was interesting to me but not unexpected was that mental health was number 1 and physical strength was number 2 so what if i told you though that there was something that was even more crucial to set the stage for those things for to make sure that your mental health was super strong and as well as your physical strength there is something that we really have to worry about before those things can be optimized. So we're humans as medical professionals. We um, have our emotional and physical needs. Sabrina does a fabulous job at helping us strengthen our mental immunity. And I love that that's like a a phrase that she's coined, that mental immunity, when she first told me about it. Amazing, I love, I love it. It's such a great catchphrase. But most of our bodies are not functioning at the microscopic level that they need to be to really have this true foundational
1: health. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said heck yes to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now I'm among the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. So Lauren is a physician assistant just like me and but she's in a different field and she really truly care about how can we heal our body more and detox. What are all these areas that we can truly cleanse ourselves? Now I feel like there's detox we kind of throw around oh like I'm gonna detox today. What does that mean? What do you have to do? right? To cleanse this body, this perfect machine that we have to be in optimum condition. Otherwise, what are you giving? What are you preserving? Right? So Laura, I, I so love it uh, that we connected and truly, right? Like it's about professionals supporting each other. Before we start, do you want to give uh, give us a little bit reflection on the assessment that you took and then something that really jumped out on your side when you look at it? So I, I,
0: my success score was a 7.5 out of 10. And it's uh, really apropos that Annie just went because one of my deficiencies, I'll call them, is my financial intelligence as of right now because I'm putting my efforts into other baskets. And I tend to be the one to kind of take that route. My father's an accountant, so I'm kind of a little bit more financially minded. What I did align more with was my life mission, in my career, because I really enjoy what I do day to day, but I've really kind of come into my own as far as what I truly love and enjoy and educating on and supporting women with. So those are my, my largest. And I think the personal character My because my mission is kind of aligning those three really did come up at the eight, the nine and 10 scores. And then my sixes were kind of in the quality of life financial intelligence, because I'm just kind of things can get up and down. And I think when I answered this, things were a little bit rockier. So we've always got our, you know, little things that we're trying to maneuver. And with this
1: pandemic, it's been stressful for everyone in some fashion. So awesome. Thank you for sharing your, you know, vulnerable self, right? Like all of us can do more reflection, and then the score definitely can change throughout. And that's okay. We just needed to be more aware of everything. So thank you so much for Absolutely. being here today and then yeah, please sure. carry away. Great. Right. Just because I am talking about health, you know, I am going to
0: bring up a very quick disclose uh, disclaimer about material and providing, you know, it's for informational purposes only. Of course, um, I am a healthcare provider, but I'm not your own healthcare provider. So i make sure that, you know, you take this in the context of being during this summit, things might change if you're listening to this in a recorded feature. So, you know, those of us in medical professionals, We are no doubt high achievers. We didn't put ourselves through the rigor of graduate school or medical school to create a subpar experience for ourselves and for our patients. We want to excel in every aspect of our lives, in our family life, in our professional lives, and any business ventures that we decide to go into. Certainly coming out of of, um, PA school, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, never, ever thought about starting any kind of business, you know, but here I am 15 years down the road with a family and things that have happened to us. that of course have shaped the course of my life. And I can't not extend that information and my gratitude for what I've learned to others. So initially those of us that are listening that are medical professionals, we know the public places us in a very unique light. We have a very interesting sometimes tenuous, a relationship with the public. They put us on a pedestal. They think of us as superhuman at times, unable to make mistakes. They are our biggest supporters a lot of the time, but they also can be those that talk against us, maybe because there's some kind of situation that happens. You're not happy with outcomes. You know, they're hurt, of course, but there's this relationship that sometimes almost feels like a pendulum swinging back and forth. There's tremendous gravity to the situations and the, and the decisions that we have to make, no matter if you're in dermatology like me or you're a neurosurgeon. You know, there's certainly different um, diagnoses and different situations that do potentially have some severe consequences. We go to school for the amount of time that we do because, of course, the weight of the decisions that we make. We can't take that lightly. And we also have that added worry of litigation. You know, it's it's just a part of our job and we know that coming in, but it's still that worry there. It's still that added stress. So how many other jobs can we think about have that constant risk? I always joke around. I have a couple of friends that actually are meteorologists and in my backyard is AccuWeather. So I'm sure everyone's heard of AccuWeather, but it literally is in my backyard. So to hear about my friends who went in through the rigors of physics and everything that they had to take, but yet now we all, we all accept that the weather reporting is gonna be wrong. Um, And I was gonna joke that's like the one occupation where we expect them to be wrong. We certainly can't be wrong in our profession. The one principle that must be mastered in order to achieve and sustain success is never really talked about. And when it came to polling this audience, what was interesting to me, but not unexpected, was that mental health was number one and physical strength was number two. So what if I told you, though, that there was something that was even more crucial to set the stage for those things for to make sure that your mental health was super strong and as well as your physical strength? There is something that we really have to worry about before those things can be optimized. So we're humans as medical professionals. We um, have our emotional and physical needs. Sabrina does a fabulous job at helping us strengthen our mental immunity, and I love that that's like a a phrase that she's coined, that mental immunity, when she first told me about it. Amazing. I love, I love it. It's such a great catchphrase. But most of our bodies are not functioning at the microscopic level that they need to be to really have this true foundational health. And, you know, they're briefly touched in on during school. I certainly don't remember getting a whole lot of time placed towards You know, and we learned about in, in maybe high school biology, the organelles and the mitochondria and the actual cellular components. And then we talked about maybe nutrition for like an hour or two during PA school. Honestly, it was maybe just brought into like the body systems here and there. But I don't remember it being a big focus of our program, at least. So our schedules are not conducive to eating and resting and digesting the way that we're supposed to. The classic example of placing our patients' needs before our own. And I know we're all very selfless. We all went into this for a reason, but we cannot, and I know Sabrina's talks about this all the time, we cannot take care of them if we cannot take care of ourselves really, really well. So seeing patients, you know, if you're in a clinic setting, seeing patients every 10 to 20 minutes, you know, being backlogged, running around from room to room. Then when it's your lunchtime, how many of us get a lunch? A lunchtime, that's when you make sure you're checking in on patients or you're calling your results in. in. And you're just like swallowing food here and there, probably not even getting a full you know, lunch in. I usually bring a big salad for lunch and I barely get to finish it off. So it's really important. This continues to cycle. You know, this is something where we don't get out of this because even right now, I mean, most places are expecting us to even ramp up even more because of the revenue that's been lost. And I did work in surgery before I went into clinical, private, you know, private practice in an outpatient clinic So I was in vascular surgery, so I know the rigors of that side and being in surgery all day long and then, you know, having this wait, this go and then wait and having to round early in the morning and all of that. So I understand that those schedules can be even more taxing for us. So it's definitely a time where we need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. So my story quickly before I go into how we really achieve this foundational health is that in my mid-30s, I started to accumulate these symptoms, these kind of random, but very chronic plaguing symptoms. It started with my joints, my fingers. In my mid-30s, my fingers were starting to get really painful, and we know how much typing we have to do. I don't do any kind of real oral dictation, so I'm always typing. And then the stiffness in the morning that would occur and for me, it was just the coldness. I had all of this kind of like core coldness, but then my hands and my feet were always really freezing. And I had, you know, more fatigue and I had hair loss and I had extreme dry skin. And I just felt like I was falling apart. I didn't understand why this was all happening. What, you know, there wasn't any kind of major stressor I could think of in my life at that time that would have caused this. Of course, I I did my due diligence and I went to my colleagues and I saw my rheumatologist and everything came back normal. And I saw, you know, endocrine and, and everything was showing up normal. So they just kind of couldn't understand and shrugged it off and say, yeah, you know, it'll repair itself or, you know, you, you'll just manage or whatever, which wasn't acceptable to me. I, I just couldn't deal with it. And do you know, I don't know how many of you do know, but 70% of the thyroid has to be completely destroyed before any lab will be abnormal. That's crazy. 70% has to be gone and destroyed before we will see a TSH change or any kind of other thyroid marker. Then my body went into estrogen dominance after I decided to stop a medication that I didn't feel that I needed anymore. So it flipped me into this hormonal spin very quickly. And that was very difficult to get out of because I was really trying to maneuver myself. Then my oldest son just kind of always had an anxious tendency, but he really just one year after we came back from winter break, he really just spiraled out of control and his anxiety went through the roof. Needless to say, we found out that he was very critically low in an amino acid called tryptophan. And that just made a world of difference to him along with some other treatments and and procedures and stuff, more treatments and, and a little bit of therapy made the world a difference. But I'm telling you, supplementation was a godsend in that situation. Then the kicker, like I thought my situation was bad. Now my older sons, my youngest son at two years old, he had a preventative measure gone bad. 72 hours after a preventative measure, he could not talk. He physically could not get words out. Imagine the horror going into your son's room, expecting him to be normal and talking and just carrying on like you normally did as a two and a half year old. And then he could not speak. So that I had to uncover what was going on there. He ended up being glyphosate toxic, which is a pesticide herbicide, which is used very commonly on our food. He was arsenic toxic. And he also had a whole bunch of other things. Those are the main things that we uncovered first. And it's like peeling back an onion. He's two years old. He didn't do anything in his life to make him become toxic. He just practically lived the way that most of us live. So for me, the equation for this foundational health is food, which I know Dr. Florida touched a lot on, and I'm not going to touch a ton about it, but food processed and non-organic and GMO type food, plus lots of different toxins, um, which we'll go into what, what I'm talking about when I, when I discuss toxins plus stress. And that is like the massive perfect storm of mitochondrial damage. So we need to achieve, you know, all that we want to do for ourselves and for our patients with this true cellular energy. We talk about wanting to be energized and and have full confidence and full life and being this really captivated, you know, really fundamentally strong provider because we want to show that To our patients because we want to be genuine and we want to feel that way too. But when your mitochondria are not functioning well, there's no way that you can function well. They are our little energy factories, which we all learned about in biology class in high school, in every one of our cells. So think about our brain cells, our immune cells, our GI, the GI lining of our colon cells, every single cell in our body, Has these little energy factories? They have their own DNA, and they replicate within their own cell. But they're not protected by the nucleus, so they don't have their own DNA repair mechanisms, which makes them more vulnerable to the DNA damage from toxins. So our mitochondria, even though they are energy producing ATP, and you know everyone remembers that lovely Krebs cycle, right? We had to pump, you know, dump it out of our brains after we had whatever test we did when we had to write it all out. But we have to remember that these are truly us at our core. And if they're not healthy and we have substantial mitochondrial damage, then we're not going to be healthy. So let's talk about food first, quickly packaged and processed food. You know, I think I talked about when I had my little chat with Sabrina before, I really recommend making sure that five ingredients, if you're going to have some kind of processed food, I'm not perfect. Of course we have some box stuff in our house, five ingredients that you can understand and read and is not a chemical ingredient that's optimal you know 10 and under okay i'll give you a little grace there but making sure that the ingredients are ones that you can understand that you can comprehend that they are whole foods in these pa- packaged foods eating organic it's super important i remember i just told you about my son who is glyphosate toxic it's on all of our inorganic food and it's even through some drift from the non-organic farms, there is some drift of that chemical to the organic farms. It's hard to measure that, but at least we're getting a substantially less of that chemical on all of our food supply. If you can't afford our organic for everything, make sure you go to the Environmental Working Group, which is the EWG, and look at their dirty dozen list and their clean 15 list. The clean 15, don't worry about any of those f- fruits and veggies, don't worry about getting organic. Really spend the money on the dirty dozen. It is, and, and strawberries are very top of the list. They are one of the highest um, amounts of pesticides placed on our strawberries. So I, I bring that one up because we eat a ton of them in our home. So remember, you know, GMOs allow for the crops to withstand the harshest environments. So these GMO seeds, it used to be a survival of the fittest type of tactic, where, you know, the seeds that would thrive, you know, they would obviously turn into our crops, and maybe be harvested for the next year. But now, you know, we, we want to make sure we're maximizing our profit and shortening the duration of the time from seed to sow. And in order to do that, we have genetically engineered and modified seeds. So no longer are we dealing with the survival of the fittest. Everything is this hardy super seed in order to give us the biggest, best crop, largest bounty, and most profitable. So making sure that your well-sourced nutrients especially the protein that we eat, it needs to be well-sourced because it has protective amino acids like glutathione, which supports our mitochondria. You'll hear if you've looked at all into what supports our mitochondria, glutathione will come up time and time again. Super important to have that as part of your routine. So toxins, Uh, the mitochondrial damage can come from like the ones that we ingest, like the food we just discussed. However, water is a huge one too. We talk about water and, and having you know, the tap water that we might drink or utilize for showers, you know, just our, our indoor plumbing coming through with the showers and the chlorine that's in our water and, and what we're inhaling, you know, if you take hot showers and the steam that you're inhaling from your shower and it's not being filtered, that can be really harmful. If you're someone that will just use like the Brito, you know, those types of pitchers, like the portable type of pitchers or those that use just the water, the refrigerator filters you're not getting nearly as much out as you could. So there's other ways that you can approach removing those toxins from your water. But also making sure, you know, carbs, refined sugars, the unhealthy types of foods, the whole foods, making sure that whole sources. You know, I've really taught my kids, when you look at what we're eating, can you identify it? Do you understand what it is in its raw form right there? You're not just seeing like a neon highlighter color, puffy thing that doesn't resemble what food actually was picked and grown out in the field. So the external absorption from those inhaled household products, any cleaning products that you're using, anything that can be absorbed into your skin, which takes about on average 26 seconds to absorb directly into our bloodstream. Our skin is not a barrier. It is actually a sponge and a mouth. And what I talk about all the time is let's have this litmus test of would I put this in my mouth? If I'm applying this to my skin, I'm theoretically getting it into my bloodstream anyways. So would I, is this safe enough? Do I trust it enough to actually put on my skin and ingest it? So think about that because the amount of chemicals that we're putting on our skin are in the hundreds for women, much more so than men, but still men are putting chemicals on. They're putting on, you know, lotions and, and shampoo and soap and everything else. So make sure that that's clean as well. The environmental factors that come from our building products. If you have a a newer home, it's more airtight. So there's not as much insulation. The insulation is really tight and you don't have that circulation that you do in an older, more charming home. Um, And we found that to be an issue in our house. So making sure that, you know, the off-gassing from your carpets and from the paint that you have and the glue that's sticking the, the wood together and all of that, so your air quality from all of those indoor allergens needs to be high. Particulate matter counts, especially right now, we know about with what's going on in in the world. We're all focused on particulate matter and what the masks are filtering and what they aren't filtering. So the same is in your indoor environment because our indoor air can be up to a hundred times more toxic than our outdoor air. So we talked about skincare already. I, I jumped ahead because I'm so passionate about skincare. Now, with the skincare products, one thing though, reproductive issues is huge, huge. Hormonal issues, reproductive issues, just allergens, neurotoxins. That's what I really impress upon my, uh, you know, the teenage and the, the middle women in their twenties who just think like the coolest packaging and the 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 lightest and most lovely scent is what matters. All of that, little by little, putting that on every single day, while well, in a small meter dose, does not give you a massive amount. It's that cumulative effect. It's all of these things in a cumulative effect. So those that have might have been born a couple decades before me might have mercury fillings. So mercury is also a huge one you have to think about. Also if you've been in a profession with any kind of occupational hazards, or you know, think about those in the medical profession, what kinds of situations and environments could it be, be at risk if you use a lot of fluoroscopy, if you're in radiation, you have to wear one of those radiation tags or I remember having to wear those, you know, make sure that you're protecting yourself as best you can. So vector-borne illnesses, I live in the crux of Lyme country. So Lyme is a big issue. Both my sons have had Lyme disease. So, you know, it's around here. It's around most places, you know, bacterial and viral infections, mold, parasites. Those are all things that are actually plaguing us and causing us to be unhealthy at our core. And a lot of these toxins that I'm talking about actually are absorbed in the fat. So they store in our fat. So they are pretty difficult to remove. They aren't just water soluble, they're lipophilic. So they do hang around quite a bit. Now, stress, last little portion of this is that, you know, we might tell ourselves that we're not stressed or we're doing things to really try to limit our stress. But through certain lab values, through certain testing, our body will tell us what it truly feels, how it really acts, because as much as we could say, "Oh, I'm not stressed about this," "Oh, that doesn't faze me," if at your core, if your cortisol levels are off, if you're seeing this relationship between, you know, I just did this very extensive testing for myself to kind of see where I was at, and there seems to be these really these peaks and valleys that happen, and when there's actually a chronic stress for women, their cortisol tends to actually go low again. So we've been up, we've been heightened. And then we come back down again. And that's one of the markers. Our body will not lie to us. It'll show us physically, but it'll also show us in lab work how stressed we really are. In closing, what an incredible power it would be and what an incredible provider you could be if you could really establish your own true foundational health, but also empower your patients to do the same. Because you know, some of them already have diagnoses, but what about helping them? when they're kind of on that way. Like I didn't have a diagnosis. I had these weird symptoms in my mid thirties. I didn't understand why. To me, they seemed hypothyroid, but I was not being diagnosed because I didn't have the criteria, but I was certainly trending in that way. So what if you could start a conversation with your patients about certain things that maybe you've kind of been trying or or you feel a little comfortable about discussing the foods that they're eating, even taking those last few last little seconds, because I know we have no time to spare but that might really get their wheels turning to think, oh, wow, I've heard about that before. Or, oh, maybe I'll check out this one person she recommended. Or, you know, and it might not be something you said, but down the road, we all know that it takes several times. It can be take up to like 20 times or so for someone to really decide that they're going to go down a path. But what if you were that last person that kind of put that bug in their ear to decide, oh, yes. This is it. I've heard about this way too many times. I am ready to take this next step. Really think about that for yourself. So um, I really specialize in helping that high-performing woman really transform and revolutionize her health, her life. And when your health is really foundationally great, everything else starts to fall into place. So last little quick thing. Um, I had a patient recently, just in the last week, that she came in She actually wanted to do a little test. She decided to eat some Little Caesars pizza before she saw me to show me the rash that she had because she had been off of certain dietary restrictions that she decided on her own that um, really helped remove this rash. And she wanted to show me the rash and and pictures that how it had gone away. And when I talked to her and I was like, oh, yes, you know, and I was validating everything that she was saying, she started crying. She started getting so emotionally just validated. By the fact that I was listening, I was truly listening to her because she said to me, Do you know how many people, how many other providers have made me feel crazy for even bringing up the fact that maybe gluten and maybe sugar, maybe these things have been helpful? So, you know, again, I'm giving everyone grace. I was there four years ago, I would have thought the same thing, but we all arrived to things at a different time. For me, it finally made a huge difference, and I do preach some of that to my patients, whether or not they choose to listen to me at that time, hopefully down the road they do. I just wanted to thank Sabrina so much for allowing me to bring my little bit of um, knowledge to this. And I'm giving any anyone that's listening to this, certainly a, a free 15-minute curiosity call to see what my six-month transformative program is like. We work very closely. You can see I'm, a, I'm very much a human... <laughs> A woman here that is here to help you. And I will give you my struggles and my takeaways from what I've done. And I'm just really passionate about transforming us all so we can be our best self. And feel free to download my PDF on the three key ways to detox your skin and body. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much, Lauren. That was very uh, engaging and it's definitely helpful. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode?